So, here I am. I am just sitting there, and my ex-future sister-in-law says, I have to tell you something, but I don't know how to tell you this. I'm going to be 100% honest with you, and 99% of the events in this story are true. And while I don't give out names, uh, these people don't deserve protection. So she continues. She goes, earlier this week I was at dinner with your ex-mother-in-law and her friends. And while she was helping, you know, air quotes, helping your ex-fiance clean out his drawer, she found some of your stuff. I'm sitting there wondering, racking my brain, what did I leave at this house? What did I leave with this man? Because what hasn't been talked about is that for four weeks, I was something new and different, and it always was telephoned from my ex-mother-in-law through my ex-sister-in-law, because at this point, we had gone through a very public engagement break-off. We were fighting in the cul-de-sac, and... At that point, I would rather get hit by a car than remedy any situation with these people because that is how bad it had been for four weeks. And it it had escalated to the point of, like, things that people, rational people, don't do. And at this point, I was considering, you know, Dr. Phil. Because that would be the only way to remedy this. And it was just like each week there was something new. So I'm sitting there waiting. The pit in my stomach is growing. Because I'm like what thing did she find in this drawer for her to embarrass me with. Or for her to now talk about this in a situation with all of her friends too. That's the most important part. She's got to look good to her friends. And using the same hand motions that apparently my ex-mother-in-law used, she showed three feet before her hands. And with this huge motion, she said, giant pink dildo. In that moment, I knew I was no longer Meg the ex. I was no longer Meg the second fiance to this man. Uh, the second, y'all, the second. I became Meg with the giant pink dildo. And my face is as red as a fire truck. There is shame washing over my face. At this point, I honestly felt like I was eating a shit sandwich on a regular basis because I just wanted to have my dignity intact. I just wanted to be left alone. I just wanted to resolve things, but not in the sense of like resolve and get back together. And at that point, what wasn't included in the conversation with our friends, right? What wasn't included was... I was bought this as a gag gift. This was a gag gift from her son. But that would require a conversation between her and her son, right? And I wasn't there for that. So in that moment, I was like, I am going to be Meg, the ex with the giant pink dildo. The GPD, as we like to refer to it. If you have been around, you've heard this story before. I've told this on Instagram and I've told this on email. But we wanted to bring it to the podcast for you. Because I would rather be that person than being the person getting judged. And in the last three years of owning an online business, there are so many places that I have opened up my life. Um, Y'all knew my ex-fiance. You knew the cute boy. You watched me fall for him. You watched me get engaged. You also watched me go through a hot girl healed summer. And sometimes it can really feel like I'm opening up my life to a bunch of strangers to comment on my life. That I never asked for. And that's a part of building an online persona. 
But the thing that isn't talked about with that shame is that you can own every ounce of that shame. You can have fun. You can be the person that you want to be. Because I would rather be 100% who I am than show up in the online space and be someone I'm not. Because for so long, for so long, I thought I needed to be something more. I thought I needed to look a certain way. I thought I needed to talk or cuss or not cuss or use this system or do this thing. And it really just hurt me, in all honesty. It made me doubt my capacity as a business owner and what I could and couldn't do. It made me insecure about my looks and to the point where, you know, I was trying to mold myself to fit this version of myself that wasn't actually me. That at its core, it was not me. And it was constantly this, I need to seek out a way to do this because in my core, I am not good enough. And the interesting thing about it is 99% of what is said in the online space is a reflection of the other person. Now, it took me a while. It took me a while in this story about trying to get shamed over a sex toy that her son bought me comes up in therapy because it is shameful. And it can be shameful. And it can bring up a lot of feelings, you know, fears of being seen. Growing a business and hoping you didn't say something stupid so you don't get canceled. Wondering if the people who watch your stories actually like you. But what you want to think about and what I really leaned into in the last couple of years, specifically since going to therapy, is that like that shame doesn't run me. And it shouldn't run you or your business either. Because at the end of the day, when you are called into your purpose, when you know what you're supposed to do and who you're supposed to help and how you're supposed to help them and how you're supposed to build this massive impact and be able to pay your bills, those pieces can just feel like, hey, you're throwing rocks at me, but I'm in an armored suit. And while it can also be really easy to be like, well, like, what if they don't like me? What if, you know, what if all these things are... It's not the most important piece of business. Now, originally when I told this story, the story opened up multiple conversations and there was so much growth. And it's been six months since I told that story. And what I would say now, it's been four months, not a full six months. Time flies, right? What I would say now and the conversation I also would add to this is that there is so much power in this type of vulnerability. And with shame, the easiest way to decrease shame is to talk about something. Over the last couple of months, I've had a lot of shit happen in my personal life and business. I closed down a second company that I thought I loved. I've had to cancel contracts. I've had to deal with situations that most people don't want to publicly talk about, right? You don't want to stand up here and say like, hey, I failed in my own mind, you know, something that was generating a shit ton of revenue for me, I walked away. And the other side of that was also the same piece that I come back to with this piece of shame. It's only shameful when you keep it a secret. When you do it behind closed doors, when you decide that you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to talk about everything and anything. But on the other side of shame is vulnerability and talking about like, hey, being a business owner is hard as shit sometimes. You know, most of us come into this online space with just like the tip of the iceberg with the information that we should know. Just a little piece of it. 
And through mentorship, through reading, through doing the soul searching, I realized that like that tip, that naivety is so, so important. But when we no longer feel naive in our business, we lose the vulnerability and we internalize the shame. We're bad people. We're doing bad things. Our businesses aren't going to grow. And so while this story is funny and we can all laugh about it and, you know, it brings in a lot of commentary too, like those types of things. I want you to sit down today and think about, you know, with you and your business, is there any opportunity for you to get a little bit more vulnerable, even when it feels scary, even when it feels shameful, even when it feels like nobody's talking about this and you're wondering why. Because that vulnerability at its core is that human-to-human -human connection. And going into 2023, going into everything that we know and life and business, being able to be vulnerable and talk about the things that used to feel really shameful is leadership. It is very powerful leadership. And so for you today, is that getting on your stories? Is that talking about an uncomfortable conversation? And it's not meant to like sit here and bash someone. It's not meant to be like, I'm going to sit here and talk shit. What it is to do is to create that connection and to also remember that like you're human too. You are human and then you're a business owner. You are human, then an online coach. And when we take that opportunity to remember that we're human, we can feel those feelings and then we can also come back and laugh about it. So whether you are like me, Meg the X with the GPD, God bless the GPD and everything it did, or you have something else that you want to talk about, that is my encouragement for you today. I hope you have a great day, and I know this is a little bit different, but we have some more fun things coming for you on the podcast.